Hey, welcome to Authentic Perspectives with Latani, where the conversations are always real, relevant, and backed by biblical principle. If this is your first time tuning in, I am your host, Latanya D. Walker, and you couldn't have picked a better time to tune in. Authentic Perspectives is a show where women in ministry and in the marketplace come together around the table and share our perspective on matters that affect us directly or indirectly and preventing us from living life authentic and on purpose. Today's episode is one that is kind of taboo in the black community, mental illness, most specifically depression as it relates to the African-American woman. Sharing the mic with me today is my guest, Anita, wife, mom, educator, and minister of the gospel who will give us a glimpse into her world as a black woman who struggled and won her bout with depression. I wanna jump right in where I left off last week um, with a topic that has been flooding the media, uh, uh, either via radio, print, or social media Mental illness has become the talk of the town. I mentioned last week that one out of every five women suffer from mental illness to include depression and anxiety. And that's a startling 46 million people across the country each year. And even more startling, one in every Black American who needs mental health care receive it. We saw it last years ago with Robin Williams, one of the funniest men in Hollywood. Then America's Girl, Miss Whitney Houston Brown, um, Tamar Braxton just recently, and then Kanye. From depression and bipolar accounts to suicide or attempts of suicide, mental illness, illness has become the silent killer that is demanding everybody's attention. Um, in a recent article, uh, 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 by Andrew Etiol, depression is one of the most prevalent psychiatric disorders and leading causes of, of worldwide disability. And women, get this, have 70% greater lifetime risk of experiencing ma a major depressive episode um, than any person across the country, even men. So how do we respond to depression with women and most specifically black women. And so I'm gonna introduce my guest again, Anita. I wanna thank you today for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Latanya. I appreciate it. Listen, um, you know depression very well um, as a woman in ministry, as a mother, an educator, you, uh, one daughter, you've experienced some stuff. Share with us, um, um, in the audience here, your experience with depression. Okay. Uh, my experience with depression began when I went through a divorce. And when I went through the divorce, my daughter was about two years old. And I think we, we had been married for about five years, but we had been together longer. We met when I was freshman in high school. So we got married very young. Uh, I was actually 17 and um, my daughter was born when I was 20. But when I decided to file for a divorce, I didn't realize everything that going through a divorce and being divorced and then having all the responsibilities of now raising this child by myself, mm -hmm. I didn't realize what all that would entail. Right. So um, it, it became really stressful 
I was maintaining a full-time job. Of course, she was um, two years old, so we had daycare. And then, you know, going through the divorce, there was there were issues and, um, you know, the ex-husband didn't want the marriage to end. So it was just a whole lot of stressful things that I had to deal with and then still try to maintain my everyday lifestyle of, you know, being a mother, being in ministry, uh, working. And, um, and I have to say, we, as a black community, don't really talk about depression. We it, don't. We don't. So, you know, when you start having the symptoms and the signs of depression, you, unless you've been in an environment where you heard or read about depression and symptoms, you don't really know that you're going through it. So I didn't realize that what I was experiencing was actually depression. I was going to ask you that um, the face of depression, does it really have a look? Does, you know, how does it look? Um, Not necessarily to, uh, and I'm going to say white America, but how does depression look to black America, most specifically the woman who we've been taught, you know, um, girl, pick yourself up. You got to look this way, you know, talk about the face of depression for the black woman. The face of depression for the black woman is really a mask. (laughs) Because you wear this mask of I'm okay. Everything is all right. I'm functioning on a hundred and I'm still to, to maintain. I'm still able to balance everything. I'm still a good mom. I'm a single mom now. So it, it, when you're going through your day-to-day life, it's a mask. So right. that's the look of it because behind that mask is where the real depression is. Once, once I got home and was by myself and was dealing with life and didn't have anybody to talk to, then it started to take its toll on me because I got to where I did, didn't really uh, keep myself up the way I mm. used to because I didn't feel like it. So what happened when the mask fell off? Because here's what I know about mask. We can, we can, you know, I have this thing where you can hold the mask up for so long, this facade, you can keep the face for so long, but when that hand gets tired of holding the mask and it falls, what happened when you when the mask fell off for you? When the mask fell off for me, it was like, I, I could not believe that I had allowed myself to sink into that place, thinking that it wasn't okay to cry. It wasn't okay to say I'm hurting. It wasn't okay to say, I need somebody to talk me through this or to encourage me. And um, I was actually in shock when I really saw what I actually looked like. Cause like I said, I just stopped. Uh, I wasn't eating properly mm-hmm. and um, so I started to lose the weight, you know, in a way it was like, oh, this is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I look good now. But anyway, you know, okay. and, depressed and that fine. Was- <laughs> yeah, that depressed fine going on. Okay. <laughs> and it wasn't a good thing because I wasn't taking care of myself health wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that the mask, it, it's it's amazing because sometimes the mask will get you, um, it will expose you in the most inopportune time. Um, yes. because we wear them so well, we are mask aficionados, we are perfectors of fake, you know, and mm-hmm. when we are out in the public, 
and it drops and everybody now expose you as a woman in ministry. Here you are masking. Here you are preaching every Sunday, teaching every Wednesday, and you have this mask on. Were you ever afraid in this male-dominated society of you having to prove your worth that my mask will ever come down and they will see me for who I really am? I really was because first of all, you know how um, in a small community and in a mostly Baptist dominated community, the traditional Baptists, they didn't yeah. believe in women ministers anyway. On. And they didn't. So there was already an issue of having to prove that yes, God can use me just like right. <laughs> that you were not a missionary. <laughs> you know. So, you know, that was a battle within itself. Right. Like having to constantly prove, yes, I'm worthy to preach the gospel just like you are. But then to have all these personal issues going on. So how did it affect you mentally, though? Because now, again, we have this mask. You know, we're painting this picture for the woman listening or even the man. You, you're wearing this mask and you're made up. And, and, and sometimes the mask don't even have to be makeup. It's a fake smile. It is a, a hello, I'm OK. Um, and the mask but the, and you're in church and they come. How did it really affect the ment your mental stability? And did did how? Where did you go from there? Was it a low point, high point? You know, tell us about that. I, I, I experienced both points. <laughs> um, the low point came when um, going through the divorce and then still trying to um, maintain myself in ministry. And, you know, like I said, the workplace and being a, a now a single mom, that was the low point because you know, sometimes people can make you feel like you're not even worthy to be in ministry because you got all these personal issues going on. And it, it was really hard trying to maintain. But then one day, it's like, I, I know my parents have been praying for me. And right. um, I was really close to my parents. And when they sat me down and addressed things from a loving standpoint and let me know that, you know, you're hurting, it's okay you can't always be strong because you've got all this going on. So we are here to help you. And, you know, that gave me strength to know that I could go on and get past it to the depression because I couldn't stay in that place. I had too much ahead of me. I had a daughter to raise. Mm -hmm. I had a ministry that I was a part of. I have people waiting right. um, for me in my future, you know, for me to get through this so I can help them. So it was at that point that I, you know, determined within myself, I'm coming through this. Talk about that help because it's hard for women, number one, mm -hmm. black women, number two. Well, let me reverse that. Black women, number one, women, number two, we are reluctant anyway to ask somebody for help. Why is it so hard for us to seek um, and recognize that we need the help of a professional? Why won't we go to a trained professional, a therapist or a Christian counselor, someone? Why won't we do that? Why is it so hard for us? Two things, pride and the stigma that the Black woman is strong and can make it through anything. That pride will kill you, won't it? <laughs> oh, 
Okay. Rob will have you sitting in a corner somewhere with your arms wrapped around you. <laughs> yes, indeed. Rob will have you in a corner with your tail tucked. And, and <laughs> But it's hard for us. And you said something that we were taught as a Black woman that we have to save face. We were taught, you know, yes. that we have to, we, that we are better than, you know, ne- here's one, here's one, never let them see you sweat. So it makes it difficult. So with you being in this difficult place and you're still in the face of the male dominated culture preaching, you still have your daughter having to provide. Was there ever a time that, you, that they saw you sweat? Like, I mean, t- you know, was there ever yeah. a moment? Yeah. It was. And I thank God for that moment. Because at that point, that's when I realized that it was okay. And if they liked it, they liked it. If they, you know, but that was for me. I had to say, you know what? I'm human. Right. I'm, I cannot do this by myself. And one thing that really helped me was my mother. Okay. Um, she came to me one day and she sat down and she told me, she said, I, I don't know what you're going through because I've never had to experience that with your father. Wow. Yeah. Because she never, you, you know, she never went through a divorce. I never saw them argue. My dad respected her to the utmost and they loved each other. They were best friends. So for me to go through a divorce and go through what I was going through, she couldn't relate to that because she had never gone through that, but she let me know, you know. So her being there, and I think what what I hear you saying is that sometimes is somebody, because most of, and let me go back, most of the time, depression can go unrecognizable. Um, because then we're looked at as different kind of women, the mean girl, the, you know, the bitter girl, the whatever she, you know, whatever. And so sometimes we, people will take that and make that a part of who we are, our genetic makeup when it's really not. So it's unrecognizable. But what I'm hearing you say is that she saw it. She didn't know the right words, but she saw it and she recognized in you. And so for the woman that's listening, what can you tell them, um, about embracing that because sometimes it's an ability to be able to embrace what you don't see because people can see from afar. God can see from afar. So how talk about the embracing and being able to do that so you can come up out of that place. If it hadn't been for that, I probably would have, would, would have sunk deeper into the depression, but because number one, I loved my mother And I trusted what she told me because I saw, you know, what she had with my father. And when I embraced that and received what she was telling me, it was like a healing dose of of medicine to let me know that, yes, you're going through this, but you've got, even if it was just my mom and dad that would be there for me, I knew at that point I had a safe haven of somebody that I could talk to that could give me godly counsel because my dad was a pastor. Okay. And that helps. It helps a whole lot to understand um, who's in your, who's in your corner, who's on your team. Um, It means a lot to make sure that your sphere is a, a people, a group of people that can see you when you're in your ugly 
and not afraid to tell you that you're ugly. Um, not afraid to tell you that you're not in the right place. And, and what I hear, because you came out of this, do this for me as we're getting ready to close. Share with them because you've come out of it. You know, one, one nugget um, of any one or two nuggets that, um, that can encourage them to move from one place to this next place. Okay. Um, number one, what really helped me was the word of God. Okay. Um, you know, I, I read the book of Ruth and that just, that gave me strength. <laughs> and not only that, looking at my daughter, she needed me. Right. And not only did she need me, but I had to realize that God wouldn't take me through that if it wasn't for the purpose for me to come out of it in order to help somebody else. Right. But I had to, I had to get to a place of where I wanted to come out of it. Once I recognized what it was and identified it, I had to make the decision that I'm not staying in this place. Well, listen, I really appreciate you sharing, um, sharing that um, this story, because a lot of us really need to hear that you can come up out of this place. And so I want to thank our audience. And, and again, I'm thanking her so much for being here, um, for being a guest and for sharing in this authentic place um, about women and depression. If this show has blessed you in any way, um, or you know someone that needs to hear about it, do me a favor and share it. Let them know, um, let your friends know, let your family know that they are not alone, that there is help for them um, and, and, and that somebody can help them through this place of depression. And then let them know too, that we're here every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Spotify and Anchor, and even on Spreaker with more authentic perspectives. Last but not least, if you ever wanna be a guest on the show and share your story, go to my website, latanyadwalker.org. Complete the form and um, someone from my team will be in touch with you. Until next week, be bold, be brilliant, be beautiful, be authentically you. It's Latanya D. Walker on Authentic Perspectives Podcast. Talk to you later.